Gutsis. Yes. Wow, dude. Look at you looking at you looking at me. Give me your hot boy face, Jules, for the okay. folks watching. Give me your hot boy face. You do it all the time on the gram. I know. Hold on. You're going to make me laugh. <laughs> yes. So handsome. Hot boy in the sleeveless round and third jersey. Oh, there it was. That was a good one, too. When you tipped your head like this, you do that a lot at the gym. Mm. At the gym, dude. dude I, girls I are going like pick wild. up my shirt. Pick up my shirt and just look at my one pack, dude. God, dude, I'm girls are going wild. I'm I'm I'm, I'm very aware of my attraction levels. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. It's good to know and have a sober judgment of thine self and uh seemingly you I'm, have hit it right on the na- the head of the nail with I don't, hot, I don't with your I hot don't boy face that way at all <laughs> bro your hot boy face is going well hey look at what's happening here we got the whole crew happening oh a little tin tin you want to come okay, say hi to uncle dean room come on say hi to uncle dean tint hi uncle dean hi tin tin hi buddy say hi uncle hi, dean Hi, Uncle Dean. Hi, Uncle Dean. Hi, Tintin. <laughs> he started. Say, say it louder. Say it louder. Hi, Uncle Dean. Hi, Uncle Dean. Say it louder. Hi, Uncle Dean. There you go. Hi, Tintin. How you doing, buddy? I wanted to try to do this conversation without my air conditioner on, but it is hot. Yeah, well, and I'm already temp- sweating. What's the temp over in NYC? It's okay today, but it's uh, it's okay today. It's probably just like in the high 80s or something. But it's just if you don't keep your air conditioner on, it just gets crazy. This is such a catch twenty two. We're so conditioned to be able to control our temperature, but mm-hmm. seemingly the reason, like maybe not the reason, but a portion of the reason why the climate is changing is because we have to control our climate. That makes sense. Like indoors, right? Throw them air conditioning. Yeah. Like, how many people in New York City right now have their air conditioning on? Millions. Every single person, and not only and, one. I have like I have like, I mean, I don't want to sound like a wasteful human, but I got like three air conditioner units going at my house right now because they're in different rooms. <laughs> Just running in tandem. I got three tan. I got a train of air conditioners. You have to. Dude, you have to, man. People in Seattle, my, my mom didn't have air conditioner when in Seattle when it got to 115. And, and like she couldn't even get one. So she just ha- had a fan with ice in front of it that she was blowing into her face. <laughs> like, cause she didn't, cause she, like, it was $1,000 for an air conditioner unit. The hotness was only going to last like a week and you couldn't get it. You couldn't get them because they were just out like toilet paper was when the pandemic happened. It was crazy. So in New York, like you're not equipped in Seattle for the hotness like that, but in New York, if you don't have an air conditioner, which I have lived out here without one before, it's unbearable. You're de- you're dead. You're not you're not dealing with it. You're not okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would imagine you wouldn't die, but I get your point. Like, <laughs> you know, for 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 eons, humans existed through warm weather and hot climates, but. We're just so soft. Human beings are the softest, most. I know. Like, especially me. Nah, you, you, you got some gall. You got some, (laughs) I I learned this recently, actually, uh, that when you, the term gall, you know, like, oh, you got some gall. 
Do you know that saying? Yeah, I haven't heard that that often, but I, I guess I've heard it before. What does it mean? Oh, he's got a lot of gall. So apparently it comes from gallbladder. That there's a chemical in someone's gallbladder that gives them more audacity. It's either like if somebody has too much of this specific chemical in their gallbladder or too little of this chemical in their gallbladder, they act erratically. Or like, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I did not know that, but it, it makes sense. So it's just like saying you got balls, but just you got gall. Exactly. You got gall, yeah. It's, my, my folks would always say it growing up. Yeah, what? Oh, the gall. gall. Oh, the gall. <laughs> oh, the gall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got some. I probably, I, I have... I have big balls literally and figuratively, and I think it doesn't make me any less soft as a person, though. Like, I'm brave to do, I'm willing. I'm a willing person. That doesn't mean that I wouldn't shit the bed if I was in a war mm. and somebody was shooting at me. What's interesting, <laughs> what's interesting, though, is how quickly you would adapt to your surroundings. Well, how do we right? know? I, well, I we, guess. We, I don't, we don't, but kind of seemingly the reason why we are so soft is because we've inherited this inc incredibly comfortable scenario. Like we're all incredibly privileged. You mm -hmm. and I speaking about you and I. Yeah. About totally like the world that we've grown up. We have air conditioners and refrigerators and dishwashers and clothes washers. And like, can you imagine just how much time you would have to take to wash your clothes if you didn't have a, a washer and dryer like you'd have to like <laughs> yeah. find a find a body of water and like walk to it <laughs> with all your clothes right. first of all you yeah. have less clothes because you're like i'm not washing all of this bs the closets would go out the window you would have like one little bag <laughs> and it would have like a pair of pants i already have that dude. shirt i've seen your closet bro you got some tees None of them have <laughs> sleeves, but <laughs> no sleeves, dude. I'm trying to rock these. So, um, it would your life would be, and we're just used to it. We were just born into this world where you flip the switch and the light turns on, or you, you know, open the fridge and it's cold, and you have ice cold milk. Which, oh, dude, some whole milk is always nice at the evening. <laughs> and uh, I think. It's not necessarily by our own doing. We've just inherited it. But I think because we've grown up in this society, which is incredibly comfortable and beautiful, it also kind of makes us a little bit soft. It's like a catch-22 where we've maybe sacrificed quite a bit of the human experience for comfort. Yeah. If that makes sense. But aren't you going to say when, you, when Rudy's 30... <laughs> like his generation is soft because they're like everybody, like every, every mm. grandpa's like, I walked 35 miles uphill both ways, Sonny. And I you just like, everybody's always harder than the, than the next generation following them. And so it's just like, you're, it, everybody thought like they were harder than the next group that came, came after them. And so like, I don't think it's all relative, right? When, when, our grandparents were potentially in or around World War II, they probably were just like, we're so soft as well, you know, and thought the same thing because they didn't have any other reference. They, all they had was what they had. And they were like, man, think about the, like, you know, the, like being around in the 
1200s or something. I don't even know what was happening back then. <laughs> I imagine it was a lot more difficult than being in the 1940s. Yeah, I get I get your logic on that. Uh, I don't look at Rudy's experience, his potential experience, and go, oh, it's going to be so easy. Like I almost look at it, it's kind of like we're in this weird plateau stage. Obviously, I'm just hi hypothesizing hypothesizing mm -hmm. is that the hypothesizing is that a term Hypo hypothesizing. A i think i've said that before <laughs> i'm hypothesizing that when rudy becomes my age the world i mean if we continue on this course with messing up climate and screwing with the you know anatomy of the universe uh it could be super hard for him and then i look at my grandparents generation and I'm like, that was, must've been super hard. We're, we're, I f f feel like I exist in this place where I'm like, I am so placid and like made out of just petroleum jelly. It, I mean, it's good that you recognize that and don't just think you're a badass. <laughs> Dude, anybody who actually Cause there's a lot thinks, of people that just think they're hard as fuck. Oh, I don't want to hang out with those people. I don't either. Dude, can I can I tell you something? And you could judge me all you want. Yeah, from this. From this, I will. Um, I actually, I, yeah, I know. I do. I actually want you to just sh give your opinion exactly as it comes. Okay. Because I told this person that I was going to bring this up. Um. So like three hours ago, I was at the gym, and yeah. I was hanging out. And I was like, I was exercising, and I get this call from a, a number that I don't recognize. But when it's like a a different area code. It, this I, I don't even know where it was from, but sometimes it's like a casting director has like a different area code or something. So I'm, I, I typically just pick up these calls unless it's like telemarketer blocked call or something stupid that I can recognize as being spam. So I answered and I was like kind of just finishing up and it's this, it's this lady. She's just like, Hey, um, Hey, oh my God. Like I didn't, I didn't think you were going to answer. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that you were going to like actually pick up your phone. And now I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say to you. And I was like, well, hold on. Like, who, who is this? Um, and she was like, oh, my name's Lena. Like I've, I've sent you, like I've sent you some texts before I got your, I got your number from the Valentine's day banquet. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and like, you know, I like, I took it and like, you've responded to, to texts of mine before. And like, you've been so sweet and like, you know, I've been watching the podcast for a really long time. Like I've watched every episode and I think you and Alan and Steve are all so great. And like, you just seemingly have this like incredibly positive attitude about life. And I'm just like really going through a tough time right now. And, um, I just, I, she's like, I, I honestly, I can't believe that I'm even talking to you. Right. I can't believe you picked up. And I'm, at this point I'm like, well, I'm on the phone. Like, I'm, like, okay, okay. Like shit what's happening? You know, I kind of mm -hmm. like stop exercising and I start talking to her. Dude, I talked to her for a full hour. Sweet. Like I went on to have like a full on hour long conversation. I walked back from the gym, which takes me like 15 minutes, but I like sat down halfway through my walk and just like talked to her. And, you know, basically the, the, the conversation came down to being like, she's like, I'm going through a really hard time. And, and, and I like, and I think that like you ha have like, you have such a positive outlook on life. And I just like felt like I would 
take a shot in the dark to see if you could help me find my positivity. And I was just, and, and I guess the root of the conversation was that I also am struggling all the time and being positive isn't just like a result of mm. being like waking up in the morning and being like, I'm awesome. Like things are great. I'm so happy and, and, and great things are pumping all around me. <clears throat> and we talked and we talked and, you know, I, I was basically talking to myself at the same time, but we had this whole like conversation about being accountable for ourselves and like our happiness and how we actually like can contribute to our lives and wake up and change our mentality mm. and do things like substitute moments of sadness or moments of, of, of struggle for something else in its place, like write or play music or or go to the gym or, or do these things, which I do every single day. And I was like, kind of speaking for you at the same time. I was like, like both Alan, myself, Steve, definitely like all of us, like nobody's just waking up every day feeling awesome mm. ever. Like no, nobody just has that. Like you have to work towards this thing. And I, and I was really kind of giving her some tough love and like, you know, quit being a fucking baby back bitch and like hold yourself accountable and like and but she was like laughing and she was like yeah 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 like totally totally and like look i'm the last person that's equipped with have to have this conversation conversation with anybody because i don't know what i'm talking about ever but i guess what i just wanted to say was that i, I talked to this woman for like an hour an hour literally, literally an hour mm -hmm. um and we got off this we got off the phone and you know she was just like so grateful to me for taking the time to talk to her, but also to like this podcast for having given her like a moment out of every week to feel really good. Mm. And it just kind of dawned on me that like, wow, man, even if there's just one person <laughs> like right. out of the small amount of people that listen, you know, like you, you have, you know, plenty of people that have reached out to you in your career as a musician and have been like, Hey man, like, I've heard it before from your fans being like, when we went on the karaoke tour, people would come up to me and be like, Hey, you know, I, you're like Alan's conduit right now because he's not here, but you are. And I want you to know that like, I was in a really, really bad place. Um, and then I like turned on a, an Alan Stone song and like, I, I, I didn't make the decision to do something really dire and really bad. And it's just like, man, that profound impact that we, that you can have, that I can have, that anybody can really have without even really knowing it, you know, is crazy. Mm -hmm. And I, and and like after 10 minutes of feeling kind of like, um, this is weird. Like I'm taught, like, should I keep having this conversation? I kind of just like really enjoyed having the conversation with this lady. And it was really nice because it, I was kind of talking to myself half the time as well and convincing myself through the whole entire conversation. Um, but it's powerful, man. And, and it's cool. You know, it's, it, I guess it's just to say that this podcast for whoever's listening, it is, it, some people are getting something out of it more than we even realize. And then that's, that's awesome. You know, so cool. and, and despite how many people are listening or not, um, it, it does, does impact people and that's and that's crazy <laughs> so I, I had this long conversation and it was i don't know why i don't know what compels me to do that like to, well, to be you, that guy you are incredibly curious about the human condition more than any human that i know and specifically your own human condition like you analyze yourself 
and why you do certain things and why you feel certain ways more than, I mean, and I feel like I do it way too much. I'm way too inward. And yeah. you are 10 times more inward than I am. <clears throat> so I think that you just have a natural curiosity towards human life and why we are doing the certain things that we do and why we deal with aspects of existence in, in the way that we do it. Um, so I, I think you're just inclined to do that and you should continue to do it. You find incredible joy. You're the, you're the guy at the house party that's off in the corner with somebody like I can see you from across the kitchen right now in my mind, just like waving your arms, like, bro, life is great, man. And the world, <laughs> you know, like you, you kind of pull people aside naturally and really take the time to invest peer to peer, person to person, which is a, which is why you have so many great friends, which is why, why you're yeah, all, everybody's like first not, call in those moments. You're, you're the guy that people pick up the phone <laughs> and call when they're in that specific situation, which is, it's, it's, a. sometimes it might feel like a burden. Other times it might, uh, bring you joy. You may not understand it fully because you're inside of that interaction, but somebody looking at it from afar, like me, uh, you know, nobody calls me if they're going through a rough time. <laughs> I'm like, I do. Well, you do, but we have a special relation. I mean, like if somebody need, like literally, you know, my car's broken down. I'm like 10 miles mm -hmm. from your house. Can you come hook it up? Sure. But if somebody's like, you know, dealing with an emotional problem, uh, I don't get that call. And it's because, you know, I'm the king of like, just, just skating on top of the, 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 the cake icing. <laughs> I'm the king of just like small talk. And like, I'm the guy at the party who's just going to, I'm going to chuck it's a few just jokes your so way. conditioned to having to do that from so, from the volume of people you've had to talk to. Like if I, I, I imagine that if I had that many people, like you're, you're a volume guy, like, cause you see so many people, like mm -hmm. you, you have friends too, man. Don't dumb it down. Like you definitely have friends that would reach out to you and, and, and call you that's outside of myself. And, and, and again, like just, you know, as a, as a caveat here, I don't want, I, none of this that I'm saying is, is like trying to trying to like fish for compliments and have you be like, well, this is, this is why Julian, I'm not, I'm not being like, you know, this isn't uh like false bravado or some type of shit that I'm trying to pull to have you say nice things about me either. I'm just fascinated by like the fact that I had this hour long conversation mm. with a complete stranger today. Um, yeah, it, it totally but, makes sense to me that you would do that as your buddy who's been your friend for close to 20 years now. Like, it absolutely makes sense to me that you you would pick up first of all for anybody listening who doesn't have any context as to why oh, her name Lena Lena yeah. Lena Lena uh, maybe Lena. Lena we did a Valentine's banquet production called called um, Allentine's <laughs> Day and uh, we had a VIP experience after the showing and the premiere of the show and. <laughs> I just felt incredibly compelled to throw Julian's personal phone number up on <laughs> the chat board. And he got hounded for months after this. Not hounded. I mean, these are sweet people. They're very cool. But like, you just, your, yeah. your phone was going off the hook for a while. And uh, so this is why L Lena, this uh, wonderful person, had your number to begin with. Um, 
is because your boy Al was just giving it out like it was a pamphlet at at a, at a Mormon <laughs> banquet. Um, uh, yeah, I mean that that makes total sense to me. But to touch on your point about happiness being a choice, it's you're absolutely correct in that. It's like you are the director of your own orbit and we all sure there's things that come into our orbits that are like damn right but you possess the power to choose how you receive that stuff right like uh i got into this author named eckhart toll for mm -hmm. a good year he wrote this book called the power of now and uh, taz introduced it to me and i was going through just the worst couple years of my life i was you know abusing my body and uh not eating right not sleeping you know i was going through crazy crap with my music business and uh i was just stressed all the time anxious all the time could hardly make a decision i was so uh in my head and um i think eckhart his point among the the many points that he makes is that most of our anxieties and our stresses go from future thought or past thought right we like take something that used to that that happened in our past that we received as oh well this is painful to me so i need to label this specific interaction as painful and i need to look out for it in the future and what happens in those moments is we don't live in the only thing that exists, which is the now, right? We're thinking ahead in the future. I'm, I'm never going to be happy. I'm never going to enjoy my job. I'm always going to be ugly or fat or stupid, you know, whatever the thing is that we throw on our shoulders and we walk around with our entire life. Uh, and all of that is future thought based on past pain, what he calls our pain body. And if we exist only in the now and we focus only on the current moment, which is literally the only thing that exists, right? We think because the future has come in the past, if that, that's a weird way to put it, but we've lived in the future before. We think the future is going to continue to come. And so we look out for things. And that's <clears throat> our defense mechanism. That's our flight or flight. You know, you can label it any which way. But so much of my stress in life comes from jumping out of like what's actually really happening in the moment. What's yeah. really around me. What's what is real. And, uh, um, you have to choose. You can't, you know, some days it's easy. Some days it's hard, but yeah, you got to wake up every day and like, just push that rock up the hill and choose to focus totally. on things. You know, uh, there's a, there's a Bible verse and I, terrible at like location of Bible verses. I wish I was better at that, but um, I think it's a proverb. It says, whatever is essentially, I'm going to butcher it, but whatever is good, whatever is holy, whatever is righteous, think about such things. And uh, not like, I, I think, think, I think in that moment, that word think is a verb. Actively focus on those things. If something enters your scope that's not righteous, not 
holy, you know, then try to get rid of it. Just don't focus on it. Yeah. Don't think of it. Um, I think there's a there's an activation in mental health that we don't uh, we don't talk about enough. You know, we 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 don't talk about pulling ourselves out of the pit of despair or pulling ourselves out of our mental perspective. You know, it's, it's, right. I'm always, you know, a lot of the times in that, in that orbit, we're the victim. And I think that you humans possess a lot more power than we think we do in cultivating our surroundings and cultivating the world we want to live in. But, uh, totally. The world would be a much I better place if, if people would just, uh, take time like you did, man. That, that, that's savage. Like, it's really cool that you did that. I, I, don't, I don't know if I would, yeah, I mean, would it, do it that. I don't nice. honestly, my phone like, when you call. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jerk. Hey, folks. Today, our episode is brought to you in part by our good friends at Ladder Coffee. Head to laddercoffee.com and you can order beans directly from the brewer, as well as some of this beautiful cold brew locally owned and operated out of spokane washington check it out ladder coffee i'm jacked <laughs> um i i think there's something really important about um uh like destigmatizing mental health too though it, mm. like it's not it's i think it's starting to get a little bit talked about in like the pub in the public space of of people who are public figures but <clears throat> you know one of the things that i was so shocked by was that this woman thought that I had it all figured out. She was like, you just seem like you have it all together and you're, you know, you're like, so you're so happy and like everything is so good. And you're just like, you're, you just are like this perfect person. And I'm like, you couldn't be more wrong mm. if you tried. Like, that's just so off base. And it's not to say that I'm like not a happy person or like not, you know, I'm so, I am happy, but I don't just like <clears throat> inherently possess joy you know, nobody, I don't know. I don't know if people do. I think you can like work really hard to just have it exist with you. Um, but that does, that takes a lot of work, you know? And it was just like, no, no, like, not like myself, like the people that you're talking about right now, this woman in, in reference to this woman was like you and me and Steve. Right. And she's just like, you guys are all just like, so joyous. I'm like, first of all, we're talking on a podcast. We're like aware that we're talking like to each other, but also like on microphones, right? Like we mm -hmm. get it. We we're, we're trying to have a compelling conversation for like the 76 people that are going to listen to us talk. But at the same time, like, you know, it, we're not trying to be disingenuous at all. We're trying to be authentic in, in ourselves. And I don't know, I was like, I guess if we haven't talked about the fact that like, it's hard for us to not like, and that's a sub subjective word. Cause like, you know, we're, we're very privileged people. But like mentally, it's hard, you know, to just get up every morning and to like push that rock up the hill, like you said, it's not easy. And I think, you know, letting people know that like they're not alone in this, in this fight to just like try to find joy in their daily pursuit um, means a lot more when they hear it come from somebody like yourself, who they like really admire and look up to and are inspired by I'm like, oh, wow, like I you know, it, I guess, I think it makes them feel a little like just, it just makes them feel not so alone. Um, and I think that's really important. So <clears throat> it was nice to talk to her. And I think her biggest takeaway was that like, I'm, 
I'm just fucked up as she is. <laughs> you know, like we just, we just deal with it differently <clears throat> and manage it differently. <clears throat> Do you notice that humans have a tendency to look for a savior, look for a figurehead in some way to show them the path towards, let's call it enlightenment, let's call it happiness, let's call it fulfillment. Do you notice yourself doing that? Um, and do you notice uh, other people doing it? And also why? Why do you think we do it? Why do you think we look for this other human, this quote unquote God savior to show us the direction for this life? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I think for myself, I, 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 I don't know that I'm necessarily looking outwards for something else outside of what I already possess. So it, it, it causes me a lot of <clears throat> overwhelming anxiety because I hold myself accountable to having the answer for myself, whether or not I know that or not. It's just like the, the a higher power isn't going to just like answer my questions for me. So if I need something right now, I have to figure out how to get it for myself. Half the reason why I'm a, 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 a pretty minimalist minded person. I'm just like, I don't need to know a lot. I don't need to have a lot of things. Like I just want to like exist. I have big dreams. I'm pretty ambitious. I have like, you know, a lot of aspirations to do cool things, but I don't, um, I don't, I don't rely on many other people besides myself um, because I, because I, because I haven't had any luck in my life when I, when I have relied on other people, you know, um, or, or other ideas of that, that don't exist within me. It's like, as soon as I drop the ball, I, I have never had it get picked up by anybody else and passed back to me. I mean, maybe, sure, maybe I have, maybe I'm just talking out of my ass, but <clears throat> just to your point, I, I, I don't, I don't personally look outwards towards like this, uh, this, this thing that I need as a savior that isn't already within me. Mm. <clears throat> I think a lot of people might have that thing within them as, as well, but I think there's just so much confusion and so much uncertainty, especially now, especially now in like 2021 specifically, it's like people are probably going towards God. Like my brother, my brother, um, you know, has, has recently had a lot of, um, tragedy in his, in his small family. And he's, he's, uh, re kind of reverted over to God as, as a, as a saving grace for him. And, it, and it's helping. And to that, I'm like grateful for, for that you know, for that to be a thing for him to, to help him and to move him through this with grace and to have, to, and to have some joy in his life because he was going through it so hard. So to know that it's uplifting him and helping him is, uh, is, uh, encouraging, but he's, he's, he's reaching, I think for it because he has nowhere else to run. He has nowhere else to go, has nowhere else to put his energy. Whereas, for me, it's, I haven't had that kind of tragedy. I, I have always kind of known what to do with whatever I'm dealing with, whether or not I act on it the right way or don't. Like I've made a lot of mistakes in my actions, but I had to learn from those mistakes um, because I wasn't 
<laughs> looking towards somebody else or relying on somebody. Um, but I think it comes from just uncertainty and confusion and, and not knowing where else to turn um, a lot of times. But I didn't grow up in the church, and there's a lot of people that just, you know, actually like, believe that that's where the answers are. Um, and, and, and I've just never, I've just never really bought into that notion. Um, because I, I think that I am in charge of my own destiny and that puts a lot of responsibility on me and, you know, makes me have to make a lot of bad decisions and good decisions and take a lot of risks and fail a lot. Um, so, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, it makes total sense. Maybe use, utilizing the world, the word savior or God maybe taints the question that I was <clears throat> originally referring to, but whether it be um, political leaders or mm-hmm. adults or icons, icons or your parents, like we all kind of look towards somebody else to go they've got it figured out Mm -hmm. there's something that they know that i don't and i want to mimic what i see them doing and i do it a ton and part of me thinks that that comes from an ingrained sense of human existence which is community like we learn to walk because we watched other people walk some of that might be genetically passed down i'm sure it is i'm not an anthropologist so i don't really know the science on that but i learned to play basketball because my older brother played basketball and my dad played basketball and i looked to them and i was like that i want to do that right there seems to be this inherited trait in humans, which is look outside of ourselves because you have to, you, in order to survive in the world around you, you have to look at how other people are doing it and how other people are making it work. But so often that inherited trait pulls us out of our actual power, which is within us. You, I would imagine, in life, in your career, and how you exist, look towards other figureheads, other icons, other people that you're like, man, that guy, that character he played in that specific role, or the way his choice there, right? We look to those as what some people would call inspiration. But, uh, it's so hard to know when you're, when you're like, that's, there's a balancing act there because sometimes you can lose yourself in looking to other people. And then other times you look too much into your, like we know plenty of people who they don't give two shits about what's happening in the world around them. They're just, they're in themselves. They're like, whatever I, whatever I think is the way it goes. So there has to be this weird balancing act, but it's funny how those human tendencies lend themselves towards somebody calling you on the phone and going, I don't, I don't understand how you do it. I don't 
why do you seem like you have it together so much, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and not looking at all in inside and going, okay, hold on. Like I am responsible for my own existence, for my own happiness, for my own joy. Uh, it's uh, the human experience is so bonkers, dude. It's so mm-hmm. out out of this world. Like, no. but, but, the, but 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 even but does it does it give you <clears throat> comfort to know that the person that you're looking up to, thinking they the, the th- th- expecting those that human to have it all figured out, is it comforting for you to know that they don't, or or is it discomforting for you to know that they don't? Also, because that just means we're never going to be figured out. Yeah, I I think that. Uh... Is that classic saying? Don't meet your don't meet your idol. Hmm. If you get the opportunity yeah. to meet your idol, don't meet him, because yeah. you understand the human in them, right. which I think I grew up in the church. I know a lot of people who the comp the the God as a figurehead is so important in their life that regardless, you could give them every piece of evidence to tell them that the Judaic Christian religion is not what they believe it to be. And it would not benefit them for that to be torn down. Me, I'm like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just constant searcher. I hate authority. So like, it was perfect for me to go, I'm, this is kind of, this is not for me. I don't need this. I don't need a figurehead to like look up to and just believe in, believe that everything is in their hands. But it's, it's interesting. Like I found my own religion in some capacity. I sort of believe that every single human is religious, right? We, some people are religious via a specific tenant, which is Christianity or Catholicism or Islam. And then there's like postmodern religion, like you and me, which is we just assemble all these sort of ways of living in this, you know, 35 year old life salad. And we're like, well, okay, I'm not going to eat too many carbs. I'm going to meditate. You know, I'm going to listen to Sam Harris at least 14 minutes a day. I'm going to run. I got to exercise. Got to get my exercise on. I got to be up on social media. I got to have a presence online. You know, like we we create and cultivate our own religion. And when life comes at us and we go, I throw our hands up in the air, whatever the frustration is. I don't know how to handle this. I don't understand this pressure. I think the perspective of people who believe in a figurehead like God is when they feel powerless, they go, it's in, I'm going to give it up. I'm going to give up this notion in my own existence to try and figure this out and like resist like my constant interaction with stress or anxiety is like, I'm going to resist it. If something comes my way that I don't like, I'm going to resist it. Right. And it just makes it worse. Seemingly it just makes, I'm obviously like within bounds, right? Like 
somebody's trying to mess with my kid, like I'm gonna resist that. But you know, somebody says something mean to me, you know, to resist it and to think about it and dwell on it, it just makes the whole scenario worse. Whereas if you chose and you had power over the way you receive that, it wouldn't it wouldn't phase you. I've kind of just talked into a big circle and I don't even really understand or remember what the original question was. <laughs> I just like went off we on this. That. No, it's great, man. It's great. Um, adventure. You, you, know, you were kind of, you were kind of starting on this whole, like, don't, don't ever meet your idol kind of thing. And then you, you, you went yeah, off so and, on the tangents. And I, I think it's just like growing up in the church, it, it was always sort of, talked about like your relationship with God is your own personal relationship. <clears throat> Meaning we're all going to meet here on Sunday and we're all going to sing the same songs and we're all going to listen to the same minister and we're all going to like read the same book. But ultimately your relationship is personal. And I never got that. I mean, like so many things growing up in the church, I never got because like I'm, I'm, I can understand things subjectively, but like truth to me is objective. You know, like did I can't you just be... lie about no about like knowing those things then and buying into them, or did you like how did you how did you like navigate that? Um, well, I I I bought into the community, so you know my family was incredible. All my friends and their families were incredible, and so it was like, well, this is great. We're all hanging out. You know, this is my this is my squad, but. You know, it's it's kind of like if you're a Seahawks fan and you're like a tried and true, like I'm going to paint my face and go to the stadium. I'm going to spend $300 on a ticket. I'm going to go mm -hmm. like, and then you your seat is right next to a Redskins fan. Oh, not Redskins, but Washington. What's, their, what's the Washington's mascot now? Redskins. Oh, it's no, not Redskins? It can't be Redskins. Oh, anymore. really? No. It's, can't we're be canceled this whole really? podcast. Yeah, they changed the name. Anyways. <laughs> no, come on. Just because you said their name, I'm not going to cancel it. <laughs> I'm just messing That's around. That's what their name was for like 50 years. I know. Uh, you sit right <laughs> next to the to the Cowboys fan, right? Sure. And That's going to go away soon, too. If you... I know, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you were to actually think about how ludicrous it is, that you are are a fan of this team, right? Like just because some billionaire built a stadium in the area code where you randomly were existing in, right? None of the players on the field know your name or give a shit about, like. Right. You you do or don't come. They don't they don't care. Now a player would be like, no, the fans. We do it for the fans. It's like, bro, come on. You can pay twenty million dollars to throw your body at somebody else as hard as you possibly can. It don't matter if there's people in them stands or not. You're still gonna play as hard as you can because some billionaire is paying you twenty million dollars to like going to a sporting events and seeing people like get legit. We have friends, right? If if their team doesn't win, their whole week's messed up. If you yes. think about that logically, pulling yourself away from it far enough, me personally, I go, that's the dumbest thing. Like, this is so yeah. dumb. Right. But 
those people like that's their church they need that's that. a religion right it's a religion for them like the the energy and the emotion and the captivation that is circulating through that fandom is so powerful and you can't deny it stepping away from it yeah like, totally. that's bs the same with religion you can't step away from religion and be like dude are you kidding me you guys come on really right but you can't deny yeah. the uh what that does what that thing does mm -hmm. for people and it's just the, the the power is there right like how many incredible things come out of those circles you know like 85 percent of it is really 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 epic right do you find it for, like have you just substituted what you knew before uh as part of your uh, your religious identification um yeah have you just like substituted that for something different in your life do you still carry do you still possess it the same way and like put it into your music or like do like hold it in like a like you said a salad of different things or like does yeah, it is it just like did it kind of just dissolve over time yeah i think it kind of like ricocheted if that makes sense mm -hmm. so when i when i was let's call it like I essentially just like woke up one day and was like, I don't, th th this doesn't make sense to me anymore. You know, like it, it made sense to me growing up and it worked for that amount of time. And then when I was, you know, 19, 20, I think it was like kind of right, right, right around the same time that we met, it just didn't make sense anymore. It was just like, it, it didn't make sense. And I think what happened was that, sent me on a trajectory which is like i question everything 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 dude i play devil's advocate to like my wife will tell you it's the I'll she, tell you. that's literally the attribute about me that will cost me my marriage right. is like i play <laughs> devil's advocate to every situation well, what about i don't even think i don't even possess the the actual like objective perspective Right. to jump on just, the devil's advocate side i just i'm just a devil's advocate yeah you sit in the living room with me and my sister kaylee for uh, yeah it's, an afternoon pretty amazing oh and it's just like we'll ruin a party as fast as possible <laughs> I've, I've just like room. you've been in the room a million times and i don't know <laughs> yeah, why i do yeah. it i don't know why i possess that quality what it is about me that mm. does that but it's seemingly so draining for the people around me and I've, I think only in the last like one or two years, I've really learned, okay, so what's happening? Because essentially what I want from that playing devil's advocate is I want to spark conversation. I want to have these like mental acrobats where I want to know what you're thinking. And I want you right. to like toss stuff back to me. That's the only way I can really formulate learn. an opinion and learn is to like go over the topics. Whereas if I didn't play devil's advocate and I just jumped on the side of who's ever speaking, the conversation would just, it, those conversations to me are flaccid, right? You're like, oh, well, this is why I like houseplants. I like houseplants because you put houseplants by the window and you can come inside and you see the houseplants and you can water them and they're green and I love green. And if I go, yeah, I exactly, this, I agree with you 100%. 
house plants for president for the rest of my life. Go house plants. The conversation stops right yeah, then. then or over. we just like pat each other on the back. We're just like house plants, house plants, house plants, house plants, house plants. You know? Whereas if I'm like, dude, but what you're fuck saying house is that you plants. don't even. You... <laughs> fuck house yeah, plants. I you, hate house you're... plants. They get in the way, they shed. You got a wa waste of water. Talk about environmentally not friendly. They waste water, you know. That's the side right, I would but, take just to like stir up that conversation. But what I'm finding is that that personality trait is like, it's only helpful in some relationships. Like me and my sister, we, we love that sort of interaction. You and I, we get off on that kind of interaction sometimes, but like mm -hmm. most people it completely yeah, drives them away. They hate it. Right. And I, I don't know if I always possessed that or if that came after I decided to like leave the church and then start just questioning everything, right? Because like a, f a large portion of my life, I didn't question much, you know, other than like, why can't I stay out past 10, you know? But even that right. wasn't, like I didn't even question that. <laughs> um, so, uh, do you, yeah, do you just, have I, opinions? at this point or or are your opinions solely that of what you discover through those conversations when you're having them playing the devil's advocate i like because you just inherently play the devil's advocate not mm -hmm. because you necessarily buy into what you're even advocating for you're just trying to I'm just trying to explore like keep it going keep it keep a conversation stimulating yeah i mean i obviously have opinions right everybody has opinions what i'm attempting to try and grow into and be better at is not identifying with my opinions. Like I want opinions and ideology and belief to be as fluid and as, as uh, it just like water, right? Like I, I want to be able to hold a conversation, mm -hmm. not appear and seem like I'm holding a specific view, rather just posing views. I think we have to start doing this or else we're going to continue to see a, the divide that is seemingly breaking up our world and our country is that people identify with their beliefs. They they believe that these ideologies are a part of them and so when you challenge those ideologies it like seems to break down the core of who they are as a human and that that's not what you are not your beliefs you are not your ideas you are julian and mm -hmm. to be able to exchange those ideas back and forth and to talk about them openly and not be offended if somebody challenges them that's like a trait that we've somehow lost somewhere yeah. along the lane, along the way um and that's ultimately what i would like to do more as you know, going into my mid thirties is I'd like to be able to find a way to talk to people and stimulate conversation in that same regard, which is, you know, not necessarily playing the devil's advocate intentionally, but imposing, you know, a, a different perspective yeah, just and, challenging and instigating something. and instigating conversation rather than like, Cause I, you know, I kind of stand puff my, when I get in, you, you know, you know it, you see mm -hmm. me in those conversations. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm right. This is my perspective. There's like a co cockiness to it. And it essentially just like breaks down conversation. And all I really want is just to instigate thought and to learn and to try and talk more.
you know, that's, that's really what the basis of it is. I don't know where I picked that up, but I'm trying to get better at it. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why it's called the devil's advocate, you know, because <laughs> you're mm. definitely, you know, challenging that and, and, and it makes people feel comfortable. And I think we're, you know, in a, in a day and age where it's, it's such a catch 22. Cause I think there's like this, uh, desire to be like polite with how we go about everything and like trying to kind of walk on eggshells with what we say and being like, you know, politically correct and stuff. But we wind up actually all being more offensive towards each other <laughs> through that approach as it is, rather than just like being assholes and saying what we want to say and being like upfront and, and, and honest. Uh, well, you know, we're trying a- to like, skate around stuff and it's just yeah but i completely agree but to that point i think what has to happen is not you don't need to be an asshole like we yeah sharing ideas that's essentially what is beautiful about language and why we developed language as humans is because conversation can come before warfare right at some point in the human experience it was just like well, I can't understand this person, so we're just going to fight, right? And then at some point in human history, we developed language so that we could discuss, we could talk, we could like break down the tension of a situation by conversation. And what's happening now is like we're not talking. We, we think we're talking by posting on the internet, but the internet is such right. a terrible way to discuss communicate i mean this is great and the internet's allowing us to do this but most internet interaction and seemingly the interaction that becomes so volatile is the post and run and like slam dunking on people on twitter and that like people need to understand that that's about as good for you as mcdonald's i heard it put really well and really cool recently that processed food over the last like 15 years most people are aware of how bad it is for you regardless of whether you eat it or not most people are like yeah it's terrible for you it's processed processed sugar awful most people know it nobody knows yet how bad processed information is for you and that's what you're getting on facebook and twitter and instagram these quote unquote connecting enterprises that don't actually connect you because you're getting sound bites you're getting tidbits you're not in the room with people. You're not sitting next to them and experiencing their body language and you know communicating in more forms than just the written language. And uh, we need to get better at that. We need to get better at facilitating conversation that doesn't grow to the heightened sense of you know, like where it is, like people not being able to discuss things at Thanksgiving because your uncle yeah. voted for Trump. Like that's so stupid. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. dumb to think that yeah. like a decision that small and minute would cause families to break apart. Like you have to be able to discuss things and talk about them. And we've gotten to a place in the world where we aren't able to do that as well as we should. And uh, me personally, I'm the same way. Like I need to, be able to figure out like, okay, how do I not identify with what I think in this moment, not be hurt or, you know, let's 
discuss, let's talk. Because ultimately or, the breakdown of that, the ultimate, sorry to interrupt you, ultimately the breakdown of that is violence. Like the, the, yeah. the, the little seal, the little seal that we're like, we've put a dam in that's really small. The only thing keeping us from breaking that seal is conversation. And once that seal is broken, it's violence. There's nothing in between there. Maybe regulation, yeah, well, like maybe going, okay, well, the government or society is going to tell me I can't talk like this or do like this, but it's still a thin barrier in between conversation and violence. And I, I'm speaking to myself in this notion that like, yeah, totally. I've got to I mean, be there's also, uh, we, we also have an opportunity to just agree to disagree as well. And Absolutely. I think that gets lost as well. So often it's just like, we forget that we can just agree to disagree because we're so caught up in in like winning you know or being on a side that's like it can't be anything but this and if that then i can't i can't communicate with you i can't be your friend right you're 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 you've betrayed the family you you're exiled from this family now like you know i have People in my in my immediate family, and so does probably everybody, man, that like has experienced that over the course of the last couple of years, you know. Um, yeah, it's terrible, and it's really sad because it's like you. I think a lot of people saw it happen happening more so in, in like in this last four years, right? And we obviously know why, but like it, it's it's so it's it's seemingly so uh, easy to create a compromise in by just saying like, Hey, cool. Agree to disagree, dude. You know, like that's all that's, that's fine. And and that's great. Like, and we can either like continue to have this dialogue about this thing in a loving way, or we don't have to talk about it really at all. And we can just talk about that one time that we caught shrimps and made shrimp scampi over on the promenade. You know, it's just like, whatever, we don't need to, we don't need to talk about it either. Well, we can, but we don't like if it's going to go in that direction there's absolutely no reason to let it go there and it's just seemingly always where, where it goes and it's too bad yeah it's well i think ultimately it's what's the what's the goal what is the goal at the end of the day is the goal to uh take what you think and make the other person think the same exact way as you or is the goal to communicate and connect and i think people lose sight of what the goal is at the end of the day like this is what i love most about me and my my sister my sister's like kind of that figurehead of a person that i we always get into these battles like and we love it and at the end of the battle That's awesome everybody around us is like what just happened are you guys yeah not family anymore and me and kaylee yeah. will like we've done it a few times since, since being back you know she just moved to spokane and and so right. we see each other a lot more we're in person a lot more and so we really flare up you know and it's not it's not mad we're, we seem like we're upset at each other but at the end of the day we hug and then we call each other the next day we're like hey that was fun i you know i really enjoy those conversations actually i, I <laughs> yeah. like yeah. having somebody that i can bounce off of but uh, what I think we ultimately lose sight of in communicating with others is that 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 problem with identifying with your beliefs that like 
if I'm wrong in this, uh, my whole my whole world goes blows apart. And if you can respect someone else enough to go, your perspective is you're right. Uh, and also you are not your ideas. You are just a conduit of perspective. Um, right. I think, and I, and I say all this whilst promoting a perspective, <laughs> you know, like it's such a catch 22 yep. because right now I'm like promoting it. This is how we should do it. And this is what the yeah, world totally. needs now. What the world needs now is rubs, sweet rubs, like some back rubs and some tickles and a couple of um, ice cream banana split sundaes. That's what the world needs now, bro. What I'm talking about, dude, baby. A couple ice cream sundaes. I remember, sundaes I distinctly sure, remember a trip coming back from uh, Sandpoint. You and I, Taz, Rudy, our friends Teddy and Ty, took a little vacation after the Valentine's banquet, bringing up the Valentine's banquet again. Great little getaway. And we were coming back, bro. And it was late. And there was a Dairy Queen. Oh, dude. <laughs> remember that, boy? And the wifey was asleep that. in the back. So we were like, the boy, when wifey's asleep, the boys play. <laughs> the boys and, play hardball. And it was all going really well. It was all going real well until we pulled up to that little menu speaker and you it, ordered a Heath Blizzard. <laughs> and I said, get the out of my car. Get out of my car. No chance, who, dude. who Is that orders what I ordered? a Heath? Yeah, dude. My dad yeah, orders dude, Heath when we go to DQ. I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? Why are you wasting the cows, bro? <laughs> I don't think... Did I really do that? I don't know. I was just trying to make Damn. Yeah, I mean, I, is that not what I did? I, can't, I may have done that. I don't think so. I, I, I can't. You don't seem like a Heath orderer to me. Mm, I can, I can, I can make some bad decisions on my blizzies every once in a while, dude. Mm -hmm. Definitely make some bad decisions. But Taz woke up and she was upset with us for not getting home quicker. I remember that. She didn't want one. I I, yeah, I can't her. remember what she woke up and she's like, oh, "What are you guys doing? What are you guys like, doing? Uh, I gotta go to the bathroom or something." <laughs> Did you guys take a fucking detour? <laughs> you guys do that, dude. <laughs> Speaking of speaking of taking little solo trips, you just posted. And speaking of posting and communicating, you communicated through post uh, a song, uh, this a new thing that you're doing, I guess, which is fucking <laughs> rad. That was the best song I've ever heard, dude. That was the best song I've ever heard you play in my life. I listened to it 19 times on my Bluetooth oh, soundbar in my house, dude. Full How was blasted the mix? It. How was the I mix? was just, it's great. Good. I mixed it <laughs> dude, myself. It was, it was so good. And then, dude, I've been listening to Johnny Farns on Reap oh, all dead. day today, dude. Check out Johnny Farns and um, Olivia so Newton-John have a uh, compilation album together. Where they sing all tunes together. Really? Yeah, Olivia Newton. Yeah. Nice, it's, dude. It's still fire. What's this? What? What's the um? What's the uh? The the thing called that you're making it like songs I wish I knew. Uh, songs I wish I wrote. Is that was called? Yeah, that was just the title of the. It, it's so f interesting how like things happen nowadays. You just like and yeah, that's kind of take shape. Cool, yeah. The cool. What is it now? About we have a series. 
oh yeah, like, oh, you did a series? And, uh, you know, I came up with the name and like, I just, I want people to pay attention to me. I'm vain. So I like, I post something and, you know, I make something that I think people are going to like, and then you just call it something. And then all of a sudden you have a thing. Like people are like, oh, that's a great idea for a series. It's like, oh, what? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it, it must be, it must be kind of cool when you have a following big enough to like put something out and title it something and say like, Hey, like this is a, this is my songs I wish I wrote. Cause it's literally just what you think about that song. It's a song I wish I wrote, put that as a title. You say, this is the first song of this series. And then all of a sudden, like there's like an expectation from you, from your fans. It's like, you have a, you have a series now you better keep, so you better keep doing it because now people are going to have expectations, but also, man, it's like a great, it's a great and creative way for you to continue to, um, like do those covers, which I know, you know, you have kind of scoffed at a couple times because it's just like, man, I want to play my own music and I don't want to have to just like do covers and stuff because it seems cheap. Um, but it, that, that kind of gives it a cool creative, um, approach to doing it and it makes it kind of more fun and gives it your own spin on things, which is great. Plus that song kicked ass, dude. It's a great song. Real talk. Are you, um, I know you were, you were, uh, kind of concerned about your shows coming, go happening or not happening. Can you, can you talk about any of that stuff yet? Or do you know, does it matter if you talk about it? Like, do you know if you're going to be playing in New Zealand or Melbourne or anything like that? Melbourne? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's, I think it's open knowledge to anybody who is aware of the situation over here. We're in a lockdown, um, in Melbourne. Uh, Hopefully the lockdown will lift by Tuesday. My shows in Melbourne are supposed to start on Wednesday. So there's a chance that we'll be able to do them um, at half capacity. But uh, if we do get to do them, it's going to be like you know, down to the wire. Um, kind of deflating ultimately. Like it's just you put... And I, and I put less work into it than like my management team and my booking agent mm -hmm. and this venues and like everybody involved. And I was discussing it with my manager yesterday. It was like this pandemic is like, it's such a complex problem and you can't point your finger at anybody. That's what's so frustrating about it. Right, it's right. like, you can't point your finger at, the CDC or the W8, like everybody ultimately just wants to point their finger at somebody and go, that's the problem. That guy, if it wasn't for Trump, if it wasn't for yeah. Putin, you know, like, but this problem is so, and most problems that are as widespread as, and as big of issues as this, like global warming, you know, a lot of people, think about global warming and it's such a complex gigantic problem that you just feel powerless sometimes so what am i gonna do like i have to drive my car i can't not go to work and not pay for my food you know like yeah i can't completely cut out single-use plastics it's impossible like i feel that way a lot of the times in problems that are that big and gigantic and complex and it's the same with this pandemic like you just can't, like, it's such a gigantically complex problem that you can't 
you're frustrated, but you don't know who to be frustrated at. Right. Because so you just, yeah, you just the people in positions of power, like they're doing their best to keep people alive and they <clears throat> like, can you imagine being like a governor <laughs> right now? Hell no. Like how insane it must be, how much hatred must be tossed your way because of like the decisions you're making. And you're a human, you're a person. You don't have, you might, you know, have a mental capability that's a little bit higher than the average human, but like you're a human. You don't, you can't predict the future. You can't fully comprehend what's going to happen in three months. And to put laws in place that constrict or dictate humans' ability to live and to work, like, God, that must be such a complex thing to have to deal with. So it's, it's ultimately just, you know, it's frustrating. It's, yeah. and I can't imagine you, that um, nobody in, in the world right now dealing with COVID, you know, what are we, 18 months in to it right now. Yeah. And and even so, like I'm talking with people back home that are having to cancel shows again and having to, are they? you know, like people aren't, elite athletes aren't able to go to the Olympics because they're catching COVID after getting vaccinated, fully vaxxed. Yeah. It's like, wow. well, this is like, what, who's setting the boundaries here anymore? Like what, the, the lines are just changing the, yeah. The field goal posts yeah, are, are you, smaller. Uh, I know. Are you feeling uh, excited to come back to the states, or are you like nervous to come back yeah, to the states, know, or man. how? How are your thoughts on all of it? Honestly, it's just I feel flaccid, kind of just like yeah. I'm excited to come back to the states, but I'm also just weary of getting my hopes up for anything. You know, like mm -hmm. we the the amount of things that we attempted to do during this time to like maintain a living and continue to be artists how many of those things were like shut down because of this pandemic right and it, like it seemed to happen every time every time we did attempted to do anything it was like oh you know my my third cousin you know twice removed that yeah. i saw you know outside at the park for 25 minutes his brother's uncle's cousin caught COVID you know like and not I'm, I don't want it kind of sounds like I'm diminishing no I mean I, it, COVID. It, it was what happened yeah it was what happened but the way that I'm putting it is not sensitive yeah, I mean, at all to people who have lost course, you know I mean, friends and family to this I, I think pandemic. people know you're not trivializing this it's just you know we did have to shut down we did have to rearrange whole situations and you know to, uh, it was a it was a real privilege to be able to be doing stuff as it was during that time and you know we persevered and we still made it happen so if that's a testament to anything that we're capable of then it's like you know at least you know you got that if if you can't if you can't get your hopes up about you know getting back out on the road and playing playing live shows again for a little while which hopefully you can and that's not actually going to be a problem you now know that you're capable of doing a whole lot more than just that and uh you know putting your time and energy into into those things that 
you know, we've already kind of started planting the seeds for our, um, our, our really important components to our future success as friends and as like collaborators and as, you know, just artists in general, individually. Um, because ultimately, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, you were kind of stoked on just like, man, I, you know, maybe I don't have to get back out there. And that's what's so interesting to me too, is in being out here is that I'm, I'm like seeing, seeing the world come back. And, and, and I kind of expressed this, I had adopted a whole new mind mindset around how I wanted to approach being an artist once the pandemic happened and I started spending time with you and I recognized what I was capable of doing and what I was, you know, inspired to do more of. And then coming back to New York, as much as I'm happy to be here, um, you know, I, I, I totally, I totally fell back into those same patterns of, of wanting so badly to be a, a product of the thing that I was excited to be away from. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited cause I like doing what I do and I and you do too, you know, you love playing live shows and there's so much excitement around that for you. And you know, it's, it's your livelihood. Um, but shit, man, if we get more time <laughs> afforded to us by route of not being able to do the things that we're, we have been doing for a long time and we get another chance to just like buckle down and, and get creative, whether, whether whether we get that chance or don't like, we're going to still take advantage of that and do that forever. And, you know, it, there, it's not like, I don't know, for a while I was like, what else, if, if not, if not becoming a successful actor, what am I going to do with my life? You know, I don't have anything like I've invested so much into this. What else am I going to do? And it's just like, dude, don't be so defeatist, man. You can do so many things. You know, I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to be a tech star. Is Tintin coming? And now the the dogs are going bonkers down here, and Jai's trying to wrangle them. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think ultimately, like, I'm I'm stoked to get back home. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm content in life. Period. Kind of yeah. Whether that's it awesome, be man. here, whether it be back home, definitely like my creature comforts. You know, like having my my stuff nearby i'm starting to feel that right like yeah my office or my studio or you know but i got a pretty red setup here and i'm able to continue to be creative and um where there's a will there's a way i think you just have to like i think what i'm learning is what i'm uh, hoping to instill more frequently is like i just like having projects I just love yeah. tasks. I like I'm task oriented, you know. When I'm like left to my own yeah. devices, my mind just wraps itself in a knot, and I'm like I'm screwed. Um, <clears throat> so to keep that little carrot in front of me, which is like just continue to be creative, continue to be. I just need something to do. I need need something yeah. to like put in front of me to accomplish and not connect myself to like what people think about it or what I think about it after it's done. You just get the thing done and then move on to the next thing and then get that thing yeah. done and like just stay focused on the task and the process. And um, yeah, that for me is 
you know, so whether the shows happen, whether tours happen, you know, it's like, well, if that doesn't happen, then I'll fill that time with other tasks, you know, and that's, I yeah. think that's ultimately what's really cool about this time and this pandemic is that I've learned that I can fulfill that. Like, I think for so long, it was like, well, if I don't play shows, then like, how am I, what am I going to do? I don't have, how am I going to fill my time? And pandemic has taught me that I can fulfill my time with things that are meaningful and fun and, and, uh, and cool. And um, so I keep doing that. Keep rocking it, baby. Keep rocking it. Hitting that DQ, son. Hitting that DQ Heath bar, baby. Dairy Queen. I just want to let you know that I'm a fan of your music, man. (laughs) I listen (laughs) to that Johnny And we didn't even address the, like, elephant in the room, which is, like, Stevie Baby's not here. We didn't even know. know. We didn't even talk about that. I feel this would give him all the way to Maybe we just shouldn't mention it. And just, like, that'll be his... (laughs) punishment for not being <laughs> yeah. now he yeah. poor stevie baby Asshole. had to get seven root canals <laughs> on his, in his face and so he's Ugh. like just he's not pissed. in a good place right now he's resting up so i know we asked, baby, we, we asked we, him we, we missed you today but um we we hope you're feeling okay if you're listening to this which you don't you're not going to be listening to this you don't listen to us when you're on the show no dude i just told you man when we started this conversation with talking about the woman who called me man was like this show really helps so people do man um all right i love everybody and everybody's loved goodbye I love everybody too and i love you alan i'll talk to you later oh boo boo did you just make it to the end of the video yes you did do you want to see more videos just like this one huh do you well then head over to patreon.com slash live at the lodge where you can support the how goods of this podcast as well as the entire live at the lodge family yep yeah you're gonna get exclusive merch personalized shout out videos me and jules we're gonna show up at your house and baptize your nephew huh check it out patreon dot com slash live at the lodge.